You're listening to the Infatuation Podcast, a show where we get together with people to talk about Asian things we love. This is Teddy, and on today's episode, we continue our Asian true crime collaboration with a briefcase podcast. That's me. Welcome back, everyone. So glad you can join us for part two. I'm going to throw out the disclaimer one more time. So we're going to talk about some crime. We're going to talk about Asian true crime. Uh, it's a little bit grisly, a little bit in detail. So please use discretion on on whether you want to listen to this or your family. So we understand if this is not the episode for you, but we thank you for tuning in. All right. So we are joined back with Jennifer. Welcome back, Jennifer. Hello. Hello. I kind of just want to throw in a um, fun fact because during the break, I kind of did some research on the um, Sada Abe case. And I just came across this quote that I thought was really interesting. Um, So we know that she cut off his penis and she said Ashita was just average. So referring to his size, um, size doesn't make a man in bed technique and his desire to please me were what i liked about ashita and another fun fact is apparently they put his testicles on display at um tokyo university's medical school's pathology museum but then they disappeared oh so we don't know what happened to it just a fun fact yeah man i know oh geez (laughs) poor guy poor guy man not only is he killed but his his junk is stolen from him, and then it's stolen again. <laughs> no, and everyone now knows he doesn't have yeah. a big dick. <laughs> yeah, and, I and guess his, his size was on full blast. You know what? You know, but his technique was good. His technique, his effort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she complimented uh, him. It was a yeah, compliment. I guess so. <laughs> and coming to us again from Singapore is our special guest. We have Teddy. Welcome back, Teddy. Thanks, Curtis. Always happy to be here. Man, we we were just talking a little bit about Singapore. I love, I have never been, but I would love to go to Singapore someday. It is, seems like it's just an amazing place. We would love to have you here, bring you to all the best places. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where you won't get killed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Lead me away from the dangerous spots. Always a priority. No, seriously, it it is definitely on my list. Maybe one of these days we can do a Singapore uh, podcast. That'd be fun. Love to have you on. Yes. You, you said you've been to uh, San Francisco? Yeah, I did. Um, so I've been a couple of times, but every time I've gone, like, you know, you go see the Golden Gate Bridge and because it's like, oh, it's like such a touristy thing to do. And it's like misty and you can't see yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I've done all the touristy things. Um, so when I was there, I went to see up when it was out. So we went to stand outside the Pixar Studios. We went to Ghirardelli Square. We went to that slope that goes up and it's curving. And I was just like, well, yeah. I don't think I would like to live in San Francisco because stairs and hills are my greatest enemy. And my quads <laughs> are like, no, no. Oh, that is true. That is true. But yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll talk about um, our, our hometowns a little bit later in this episode. But we're going to jump right back into, well, actually, before we get it back into the true crime, I have a crime trivia <laughs> questionnaire. <laughs> All right. In ancient China, what crimes, there are three crimes that if you commit this, you would get castrated. Right? Rape? So. Right? No, it's not rape. Oh, my God. You wouldn't get castrated for rape? How can this be? Yeah, no. Uh, women, women don't matter. No, so. women don't. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. The first two, yeah. So there are three crimes that the punishment is castration in ancient China. Adultery, because they respect the other men, but not the women. Exactly. Well, these are made up by men. Wait, really? These are made up by men. Oh. Yeah. Made by men for men. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, think think along those lines. So one thing that men would really, like high power men would really care about would be government government people. Oh my God, tax evasion. Um, uh, it doesn't match, but like imagine. Did they have tax? Wait, did they have <laughs> yeah, taxes they did, they in did. ancient yeah, China? Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, you're, I don't know if you're going to get this. All right, treason. Oh, but, oh like not. Oh, I think treason China. would be like death already. No, you know? I think it's worse to make you live without a thing. You know, they're kind of like. Mm. All right, then murder, and then adultery. So, yeah, why wouldn't you just get killed for murder? Cause you killed someone. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But what if you're a woman and you kill someone? I don't know. All right. In 1978, a gross a grocer, so a guy in a grocery store in Paris, was sent to two was sent to two years in jail for stabbing his wife with what? What grocery item? A grocery? Yes. A carrot. Carrot? No. In my Think head, because you say France, I was like a baguette. You can't stab someone with a baguette. You cannot. Close. It won't pierce You're close. Them. It won't You're close, close to a baguette. A, a croissant. Is very French, very French. Not a baked good. Not a baked good. Not a baked good. Cheese? Yes, a cheese? wedge of cheese. <laughs> Wait, what? It pierced? Yeah, he stabbed <sighs> his wife. Maybe she didn't die because they only got two years. How would a, How could you? Pierce I don't. I don't make up the facts here. These are just from the trivia contest. You know what? You can get rid of the murder weapon by just kind of washing the cheese, and you're like, yeah. it's still good, still good, still good. Still yeah, good. no, no, just eat it. Just eat it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In ancient Turkey, what could you be executed for drinking? What drink could you be executed for in ancient liquor? Turkey? Not liquor. Coffee. Yeah. No. Yeah. Why? Because it was. I, I think it was had to do with that they were. I don't know. It's had some some political reason as well as like they didn't want people hanging out in coffee shops and doing deals. <laughs> but it had to be it had to be political with some other country that they didn't have you know they didn't want you to buy the coffee from that country or oh something. My God, it's like how Americans don't drink tea because of the Boston Tea Party thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We they're... do drink tea. I feel like, but we, we're more about nowadays. Yeah. yeah, but probably in the eighteen seventeen hundreds they didn't drink tea. Yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of like a way to get back at them, right? It's like, huh, we don't mm. need your mm. coffee. All right, now, um, Teddy, you probably know this one, Nancy Kissel. In 2003 in Hong Kong, what beverage was laced with sedatives uh, and she had her daughter hand it over to her husband to knock him out before killing him? Do you know this one? I know this one. I did this case with Michelle and me and Michelle were like, damn, Nancy, was it warranted? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the beverage? You guys want to guess? I know the beverage. I do. I remember yeah, doing right. the media, the social media stuff for it, and I was like, "Yeah, nice such yeah. a stock image for it because you don't want to get copyright infringement." Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Nancy handed her had her daughter hand this to her husband. Say, "Here, Daddy, have this drink." All good. All good. Probably the most benign drink you can think of. Yeah. Water. Almost. Oh, okay. Maybe not. Maybe besides water. You gotta hide shit in the drink. You gotta hide your drugs in yeah. alcohol. No, it wasn't alcohol. It was a strawberry milkshake. Yeah. Oh. It's called so the clever. milkshake murder. Yeah. Yeah. You can hide like so many things. You can be like, no, babe, it's the new protein powder. It's it's vegan. It's so That's thick. why it's so weird. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> in a uh, shake, cool. I would not. Yeah. I gotta you listen to that think. episode. Yeah. yeah. No, right. like Michelle is so funny. Michelle is always so funny. Yeah, she yeah. is funny. I I enjoy listening to her on your pod. Tell her she has fans in San Francisco. Yes. <laughs> are you guys old friends or are you friends from school um we stayed in the same dorm in college yeah uh, and yeah, so we yeah. always get nice complaints so we stayed with a bunch of girls um but michelle's the only one that was like yeah i feel confident i'm gonna come on your podcast and then um <laughs> so we used to get th- these letters they're like dear ladies of block e please keep the sh- <laughs> please shut the fuck up at like 12 <laughs> at midnight dear ladies of block e we have received the third noise complaint in a week can you please keep it together dear girls and then they, they like you went from ladies to girls to like students to like it's just like you are clearly not ladies ladies don't cackle like that at 2 a.m at night Oh man, I can hear you guys telling ghost stories or all this stuff. Oh my god, I'm doing a Singapore ghost story episode with another podcast, BTH podcast, because he went to a different school in um, Singapore, and we were like, "Shit, Singaporean schools are all hella haunted." Yeah, yeah, no, it's oh fun. Gosh. No, yeah, she, you have a you have a couple. I think I heard a ghost story with Michelle one time. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have you done besides crime? Have you done anything else besides um, crime? No, so we do mostly crime, but every now and then, like, so I've been thinking of new formats to do with people, cause like, like with my friends, I don't mind just telling them a story, but with like other podcasters or collaborators, I've been like, oh, what's a more interactive format? So I was like, oh, why don't we do scary ghost stories? Cause that's fun. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. I was thinking, like, is there a way that we can transfer, like, a murder mystery? Like, we joint solve a murder mystery onto a podcast Ooh. format. And I'm just like, I haven't figured it out yet. But the day I do, yes, yeah. you guys, come on. Yeah, we yeah. will solve something together. Yeah, bring That'd us in really on that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm sure you know, now you know podcasters around the world. So that'd be really fun. No, you are my first um, international collab. Yeah. We are? Oh. Yeah. Woo. So far in Singapore, all I've done is drag myself to very dubious places to record. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, actually, you know, I wouldn't have done a podcast if I hadn't done Zoom. It's like we were teaching on Zoom all last year. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to do Zoom last year. And then I was like, yeah, I could do a podcast and interview people on Zoom. So it's really opened up the world. You know, we've had guests from Australia and Hong Kong and. Singapore, and so it's really fun to to talk to people around the world, especially um, about interesting topics. So cool! All right, so let's get back into it. This is um, a Asian True Crime podcast episode. We are the Infatuation Podcast, but we are with a Briefcase Podcast host, Teddy Tail. Thank you for joining us again, and we're going to get right back into this. Um, so this is episode number twenty five that you did. Yeah. Uh, I just thought this one was a funny one. You you recommended this one, and I thought it was is, is funny. The right word It's kind of a goofy one. It's a yeah, little bit no. Silly. So it's crazy because when it happened, it was like a national thing, and everybody was like, "Watch out! He's gonna like do car bombs and chew bombs and like uh, yeah." Everybody was like genuinely like low key a little bit paranoid, a little bit on edge, and um, I think they did a survey of of people in Singapore and like 90 something 95% of Singaporeans knew this person's name. Yeah. No. So we had like a massive, like, Hey, um, we have a terrorist that broke out of our high security prison. Can you like keep an eye out just in case? And it was so funny. (laughs) They had these pictures where they like Photoshopped him hair, no hair, beard, no beard, eye patch, uh, glasses, (laughs) long hair, face mask. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So he was plastered all over for a year, right? Oh, he was gone. Like a whole year. Isn't that crazy to not catch yeah. a terrorist? You know how long, how big Singapore is? The yeah. longest length of Singapore is, I think, something like 42 km. That's like a marathon. If you run from one <laughs> yeah, end of the yeah. country to the other, that's it. That's a marathon. Tiny. Yeah, it takes tiny. half an hour to drive from the furthest end to the other furthest end. <laughs> you, you can listen wow. to like a longer episode or like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's so fast. <laughs> Yeah, so you that's why your that's why your podcast is so short because the commutes are very short. Yeah, no, so I was like, my podcast is going to be the length of my commute, which from my place <laughs> to my office was like twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. So this is case number or episode number twenty five, the case of the terrorist Mas Salamat and his very ex- very elusive. elusive escape. Yeah, all right, so. It's this dude, um, I'll let you take it away, but it's this dude, he was in- Indonesian-Singaporean? Yeah, like Indonesian-Singaporean. And he got himself involved with Jamaat Islamia, which was the terrorist branch of, I think, Al-Qaeda in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. So they're like really awful, really scary uh-huh. people. He even got sent to Afghanistan to like train with like real terrorists, which is yeah. horrifying. And he became like allegedly, allegedly, he became the Singaporean branch leader. And so he got arrested in 2003 with materials on how to make bombs, which is kind of like, how do you hide yeah. from that? You know, like, <laughs> oh, I just have this um, anarchist handbook it. because I have a professional interest. Uh-huh. And I think at the time he was like, maybe like a bus engineer or something. And so it's not like, oh, I'm an engineer. <laughs> I have this I need to know this stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so... He tries to escape. He breaks his leg. He gets arrested again. And he gets sent to Singapore because we have extradition policies with a bunch of different countries. And then while in jail, like for a family visit, he goes to the bathroom and he's like, and you know, because like human dignity is important. They're like, he's like, I'm going to take a dump. Sorry, I'm changing. Yeah, I need to be alone. Yeah. And so... This whole time, uh, so this is interesting, and my friend uh, Margaret found it interesting as well. He was he was hoarding butter, and then we're like, it's really smart because butter is small and high calorie and effective. And then like we were like, uh. well, where was he hiding the butter that he could carry so much butter <laughs> that the guy didn't notice his butter? And then and then Margaret was like, in his butt. 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah, so he slung, I think if I'm not wrong, like this was a while back, he slung his pants over the bathroom stall and was like, so the guy thought he was like changing before he saw his family because like you don't want your kids to see you as like a prisoner because it ends okay. up baby families right. and everything. And then he he climbed out of the bathroom window, got through all the blind spots in the prison, which is like this is a high security prison. Yeah, yeah. The fence, and um. So now there's two versions of what happened. The first one was that he went to his niece's house, his sister's house, and they helped him get across. And of course, this one is the one that he doesn't because he doesn't want to get his family in trouble. But like people think this is what happened. And then he hit as a woman and got across. So with all the photos, they forgot to have one where he is a woman. <laughs> Cross-dressing. He's yeah. small, right? Oh he's God. he's a shorter guy, yeah. skinny. Yeah, so I think yeah. if you hunch right, you look like a granny and you're like, darling, yeah. I'm granny, I'm going to... Or maybe wear a hijab or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. in the second version, which he said, he managed to get all the way to the border because it's actually just like, maybe a kilometer, like half a mile or something to go across to Malaysia. And then he floated off and then he got himself in the Malaysian branch of GI and uh, they hit him and everything. Uh. Yeah. And eventually, I think he got found out. I can't remember how. I think maybe it was like this guy who sold burgers was like, hmm, that guy looks familiar <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. But yeah. it was crazy because they were like, he's in Java. He's back in Afghanistan. He's somewhere. But no, he was yeah. just across the border. And at, and the thing about JV is like, everybody goes there to get their nails done, to get their hair done, to get their lashes <laughs> done, to get like medication. It's like Mexico or like Canada. You right. just cross the border. to just walk over. Yeah. And like, we the government was like, oh, he was in Malaysia. Whoops! <laughs> they were super embarrassed, right? They were pissed and they were embarrassed. Yeah, which is very like. I mean, I think the Singaporean government prides itself as effective and efficient, which in general it is. But like this was, this is very embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's still alive, right? I think he's only like sixty. I mean, not that that's young, but he's yeah still around. I listened to this podcast and it was like, it's a serious topic matter where this guy's a real terrorist, but I don't know. He just seemed like so ridiculous. Like the whole case was just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Like he escapes and then he's just flipping burgers for a year and then he gets caught. Like it's just <laughs> so absurd. He's like a middle aged Asian man and you're like, yeah. nah, he looks like someone's dead and he is people's dead, but like, yeah. he is also an international criminal, yeah. terrorist that like tried yeah. to orchestrate the deaths of many people. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So interesting case. So, Mas Salamat, you know, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta tip my cap to him. He, he got away with it for a year. Shimmied out. Probably, maybe he had to lube himself up with the butter to get out the window. <laughs> Because the window was oh probably God. pretty small. Yeah. No, I yeah. think he stopped eating for a bit to get like skinny enough. A little yeah. skinnier. Oh, wow. so he planned that. He was Maybe. like, it was all planned. Man. All right. All right, boss. We see you. We see you. All right. So that was kind of an interesting little case. Now, this case that we're going to talk about is a two-parter. You don't normally do two-part. Yeah, but when the case is so massive and there's so many details, you can't just like squish everything into an episode. It's a very long episode and I get tired of editing it because yeah, I got to get yeah. myself a medicine. <laughs> you need medicine, yeah. Everyone should have at least three medicines helping them out with their podcast. No, you're not the first person to say that. Everyone who come on, comes on with medicine wants to have a medicine. <laughs> somebody to handle my audio, somebody to just be there and like be supportive. Yeah. Especially like in the middle of the night when I'm recording and I'm just like, yeah. well, fuck. If, if anything, I'm like, you know, like, um, there's this phrase in Chinese radio that's like, which is like, if you're listening, they're listening to. And then I'm just like talking about horrible dead killers. And I'm just like, well, I oh. guess if they're going to come and get me, they'll get me now. Because <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, and then we sucks, he sucks, he sucks. And then I'm <laughs> just like, Oh, no. Uh, I did this to me. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in spirits? And 
I don't not believe in them, but I'm not going to actively be like, yeah, if I do a Ouija bot, it's like real and everything, but I'm not going to you, doubt it. You know what I mean? So You wouldn't be shocked if they are real. Yeah. So if I went into, so do you knock on doors before you hop into a hotel room? Like when you're on work or vacay? No, you no, knock on the door. You got to knock on the door. You got to be like, hey, I'm living here for like two days. Don't disturb me and I won't disturb you. So you got to do it in like all the Asian countries. So. Funny enough, I don't really do it when I'm traveling to like the US or Canada or like anywhere like Western because I'm just like, uh-huh. ah, they won't bother me. Asian goes bother Asian people. <laughs> white goes bother white people. <laughs> um, all right, so this case is episode 49 and 50, I believe, and you're catalog Mm -hmm. and it is a famous case in singapore right it's yeah yeah it was it's not that old it's it's actually one of the more recent cases everybody was just like what an asshole yeah 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 pos complete pos complete yeah yeah no we we listened to the uh jennifer and i just listened to this one today i think and uh yeah, you did a great job with this. This one's really very fun. So I'm going to recommend everyone out there to listen to this one. If you like kind of crazy cases, this is this is one for you. Uh, it's uh, the infamous Anthony La. Mm-hmm. And let's see. So um, 19-year-old guy meets 15-year-old girl. When you're 15 and it's a four-year age gap, that's like one-fourth of your life. <laughs> that's like a oh, good... Oh, for sure. A good no. portion of your life. And it's so weird, like, on hindsight, why, why would a 20-year-old be interested in, like, a middle school? That is, that's a bit odd. Yeah, yeah. So uh, why don't you take it away here? So they, they so Anthony Ler and meets a 15-year-old Annie Leong. In church, yeah. I think, if I'm not wrong. Oh, well, like, okay. in, like, <laughs> the wholesome, awful-some situation. Yeah. yeah. And oh, then, yeah. like, they date for five years. And then... If I was to mom, I'd be like, hey, you're in like college. Why, why, why stop? Stop that. <laughs> okay. But they get married and they have a daughter two years later, which I think back then wasn't too odd. But at the same time, I'm just like, no, stop, stop this, stop. <laughs> um, he's a real douchebag. He has a bunch of affairs while Annie is pregnant, which is the biggest stereotype in the world. Can you even get a hold of yourself? And he moves his mistress in, being like, "Oh, that's rented room, so we can get more money." How yeah. did he figure? How did he? Uh, how did he get his wife to sign off on that one? No, he was like, "Oh, well. I think it's because he groomed her from when she was fifteen, right?" So she's she's oh. so used to agreeing with him, and I think it happens a lot with like people with massive age gap relationships, especially those that start when they're teenagers, because it becomes like, "Oh, you're so used to doing everything the guy says because he's so much better," and it's ridiculous. Uh. Yeah. yeah. And so at the same time, he's like hemorrhaging money because he wants to be a business owner because he can't like work for people. And none okay. of his businesses are successful because, like, you know, and the thing is that he isn't an unusual case in Singapore. There's like a lot of guys who are like, I'm going to be a business owner because they don't like answering right. to people. But they, the thing is that if you can't work hard for somebody, what makes you think you can work hard for yourself? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's very true. Yeah. And so he scams, he takes her money. She's the only one with a stable job. He has affairs, and for some reason, he gets his girlfriends to give him money as well like 100K, 200K. It's crazy. I'm What's just it? like, if you are a successful business owner, why am I investing money with you? Surely you have like Series A, Series B on your own, bro. <laughs> Was he a good looking guy? Do you have you no, seen pictures? No, he's of him? not. <laughs> I what? Google imaged him and I was shook. And Curtis and I were talking about this. We're like, oh, how could this guy possibly? Because his wife was like, pretty, right? His wife was yeah. so pretty. So like, Jen, give what him a rating. Like, like I know rating like people. One to ten? Yeah, one to ten. Rating people is shit, but he is shit. <laughs> oh my god, but I know what a POS he is. So, <laughs> but objectively, like, like if I saw him on the street, objectively, like I feel like if he really tried to dress up, mm-hmm. like on his best day, best clothes, he could probably be a seven. But like on a normal day, like a five to a six, if I had to be honest. But Super I feel average. like his wife, his wife is probably like a seven to eight by default. And if she really dressed up, she could be like an eight or a nine. So I feel like the only reason she even got a chance or he even got a chance with her is because he found her so young. Yeah, no, I think it happens so much. 
like guys find like really pretty young girls and they just like do it because girls the girls are like so young and don't really know better mm-hmm. they're yeah. impressed with the fact that he has a car yeah <laughs> no and he then the job. when you're the age you're like yeah well everybody has a job and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no but i think like teenagers today now now like i'm just like teenagers today like i'm an adult they're like so clever <laughs> they're so smart like i watch your tiktoks and i'm like yeah girl i wish i was like you yeah, yeah. wow yeah that's yeah. just the th- craziest thing to me because it's like objectively as the viewer we knew like what a useless person he is but you're just shocked by how he's able to just manipulate all these people around he him. must be a good talker yeah he must be a really good talker yeah no okay so he's got his he's got one mistress living with him and he's living with his wife and his daughter. Jen, you want to guess what year his daughter was born? I think he was arrested in 2008. Yeah, so what year was his daughter born? 1997. 19? Are you being serious right now? Do you know anyone else who was born in oh, 1997? Oh, be quiet, be quiet. I do not want to be his daughter. That's gross. Yeah. You're, his daughter's the same age as you, Jen. Yeah, I'm, I'm also a 97. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. No way. I thought that you are like my age. So I'm 94. Oh, wait. Oh, my sister is 94. Yeah, you have the dog. Yeah. Woof woof. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm here the dog too, but I'm like uh, two generations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, yeah. man. All right. So he's got the mistress living with him. And then the wife, I think, finally catches on. The wife is yeah. like, you know... You know, screw you. Yeah. yeah. Why am I supporting you and my daughter? Instead of taking care of mm-hmm. two children, I can just take care of the one. <laughs> yeah. The one I love. Yeah. And so she moves back in with her mom. So good on her. And I think usually if it, you're like that, like I think even my mom would be like, yeah, just come back. That's it's not worth yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I think yeah. Asian moms, unlike Asian dads, have a really good way of like, letting you know that you fucked up without ever saying it. So it's nice because they <laughs> never will say it. They just be like, well, you're yeah. back now, so clearly and something just, went wrong. Feel it, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you just feel the shame. You're just like, oh. <laughs> as they as they cook you dinner and as they wash your clothes, and as they cut food. you fruits and cute yeah. shapes, and yeah. Like, <laughs> but they'll also help you look after your daughter. Like I bet you, her mom yeah. was more useful than Anthony Ler ever yeah. was. Oh yeah, my god, uh, my grandma looked after me. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, see, yeah, same. Yeah. So. Like honestly, oh, yeah. yeah. And then he, she did not need him. Exactly. Glad. And but he was so pissed. He was like, "I got to see my daughter." So Singapore is interesting because we have a very strong women's rights group. We have Aware. Okay. Yeah, which also has its own controversies. That's actually a whole podcast about um, the shift of power in Aware, which is crazy. Um, yeah. And so chances are, unless you are a truly horrible mom, um, in terms of I think it's similar in the US in terms of custody. It will almost yeah. always go full custody to the mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because Anthony was such a shit husband, you could have even gone like the the minimum visitation. It's just like, I think a man on every two months and Anthony was just like, oh shit. I'm about Is there to... child support? Oh uh, yeah, child support. Okay, yeah. Great, and it's based great. on income. Yeah, but not that he could have paid it. so useless holy totally useless and in line with how big of a creep he was he starts hanging out at this mcdonald's and hanging (laughs) out with teenagers at the mcdonald's so his friends aren't like fellow adults like you know like you know like startup dudes they like to be like yeah this is my friend he started this app and now he has like a user base of like two million and yeah this is john john um is a computer engineer for this uh big mnc but he's also starting his own app yeah it's going to disrupt the system no so he doesn't hang out with other entrepreneurs he hangs out with 15 year old boys at mcdonald's (laughs) at mcdonald's (laughs) while he's walking his like little pomeranian yeah it isn't even like a fitness i'm walking my pomeranian group because that's hella cute it's uh i'm gonna walk my pomeranian so i can hang out with this 15 year old boys who are like my only friends and but then, they think he's really cool, right? They, yeah, they somehow he convinces them that they're he like he's cool and they should hang out with him. Yeah, right. And so he's like, and every time he meets them, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna kill my wife. I'm gonna kill my wife." And obviously, they don't take him seriously. And so the, he asks the older boys, "He's like, hey, will you uh, help me kill my wife?" And the boys are like seventeen or eighteen, and they're like, "No, <laughs> no, we will not." <laughs> Good for them. And so he goes younger. He goes to like the sixteen-year-old, and he's like, "Will you?" Then he's like. 
think about it and he thought thought about it he's like nah nah that's that's really dumb i'm not gonna kill your wife for you and so he goes to the 15 year old and each time he's like being like i'll give you 100k but the boys know that he doesn't have 100k <laughs> and so he's like well after i sell my apartment i'll have 100k because i think their their flat was like 300 so he was like oh i'll sell it and then 100 will go to you for killing my wife and i'll keep the other 200 and the boy is like okay and then so at some point the kid z he's like i don't want to do this anymore and anthony he takes out a katana which is also how did you get a katana in singapore because we are like really strict on that kind of thing wait are they at mcdonald's and no no it's, it's at his house yeah <laughs> uh, a, a bit weird hey just hey. got this to cut my burger in half splitsies yeah <laughs> And then he's like, well, if you don't kill um, Annie, I'll kill you. Which which on hindsight, you think about it as an adult. If he was going to kill the boy, why didn't he just kill Annie himself? It's an empty threat. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And so um, one day he lures Annie down to like um, the ground floor of her apartment. And he's like, hey, uh, I need you to help me sort out these divorce papers because they were in the middle of a divorce. And he so he brings the papers, but he's like, oh no, I don't have a pen. Can you go up and grab a pen? And then he gives a <laughs> signal to the boy and the boy runs up and stabs her uh. and then runs away. And the thing is that because he was downstairs, he had like a rock solid alibi and then he manages to like mm. go up. So everybody saw somebody that was not him stabbing her. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. Z runs away. And so the whole time, everybody was like, oh, this is a great tragedy. Like, initially, the news was like, this is a great tragedy, random stabbing. And then they have photos of him being like the sad morning husband as if he didn't uh-huh. like set this whole thing up. And then the police question him and they're like, oh, you are really sus and you definitely are not acting like a, like, you uh-huh. know, there's no one way to act when you're in mourning sure. and in grief, but like, yeah. There is a way where you are suspicious. Okay. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like the murderer next door. Like, why are you acting like this? Yeah. And so I think mm. they they find like a piece of newspaper at the crime scene. And they also find the matching rest of the newspaper in his house. <laughs> and they're like, why, why is this paper torn? And they like puzzle it together. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh my God, uh-huh. you are the killer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he was super weird during the trial. He was just like very smug and very like mm, about it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then um, they find him guilty. They found him sentenced to death. And like, because he was like the orchestrator of the crime. And as for yeah. Z, he was like, it, it was almost like an extenuating circumstance because he wouldn't have done it if he wasn't threatened. You know, he was already in the process right. of backing out. And I think he really did kind of make a life for himself while in prison. Um, and so it was, the sentencing wasn't for life. It was something at, at the president's will. Or I think in the UK, they have it at uh, the Queen's, at the Queen's. Um, huh. Yeah. So it was basically whenever they feel like he's ready to go out and whenever you have somebody advocating for you. Yeah. Oh, wow. But he really was, I think, he did kill somebody, which sucks. But I think he really felt very bad about it. Did yeah. Singapore also have like the heavy surveillance like back when that was happening? Not as much because in the 1990s, I don't remember seeing so much CCTV, but like today, okay. <laughs> like I'm walking yeah. on the street and I'm just like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh. And I know that he was the one who confessed, but if he never went and confessed, do you think like the killer would have ever been caught? Just based on the newspaper? I don't know. Yeah. Because that yeah. one newspaper is not enough to implicate him. It's like, oh yeah, maybe I just used it to wipe something up and do it away. Like it's a coincidence. Yeah, I think no, it I think was enough, at least in Singapore. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, then to get him arrested, but then I think then Z spilled yeah, all the Z beans. Spilled right? everything. <laughs> yeah, spilled everything. Yeah, like because he felt so guilty, and he just went and was like, okay, this is what happened. Yeah. No. And all those other boys. Yeah. So Singapore is interesting because you can get implicated without the without a body and without the murder weapon so i covered this yeah. in sunny Ang. yeah because the intent is enough but it has to be unquestionable so it depends on how yeah. you argue it because we don't go by a jury system here the judge decides oh. everything yeah oh wow, oh, wow. yeah <laughs> no i think 
I think jury systems are also like there are pros and cons to each. And the mm-hmm. thing about a jury system is that then you have firms that are trying to to kind of play the jury system because you have jury experts mm-hmm. on top of that. And then yeah. you can do the case not on facts, but inherent biases on the people that you see in front of you. Yeah, 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 for sure. But then a single judge is like, you know, so a bit like, oh, yeah. that's buddy. one person that could carry yeah. a lot of bias yeah. in one direction yeah. versus yeah, like yeah. splitting it up. Mm. Sure. So yeah, so Lur gets executed. Yes, it's by hanged, long drop yes. hanging, very traditional. Yeah. Uh, so I heard no that he tried to us. donate a kidney to his lawyer yeah. Before, yeah. as like his one good act before yeah. I guess getting the death penalty he was like hey you want my kidney I just thought that was so random yeah. and like yeah. thanks no so I was like oh maybe he's trying to not go to hell before maybe uh, yeah. so that, that was yeah. what I thought but like maybe it could have been in out of the goodwill of his hat but it doesn't feel that way what an interesting case so this one, yeah, is a two-parter from from a briefcase podcast. Go check it out. It, there's a lot more details. We're, we're rushing through these. These are even briefer cases, <laughs> but yeah. they they are really just what? Yeah, I listened really... to this one at the gym, and I I feel like it made my whole workout just zoom by because I was like, "What is going on?" And it just made me mad. I was like, "This guy is so ridiculous." <laughs> And Teddy and Teddy and Michelle and your other friends have a way of, you know, I don't want to say these are funny cases, right? But you have a sense of humor and you you. They have such a way of being angry. They have to be like the audacity of these people. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Get your damn hands. (laughs) 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 That was my favorite part of it. Yeah. So listen to the episode if you want to hear a little bit more detail from Teddy and Michelle on that one. All right, Teddy, guess what? We're going to do... I'm going to give you a North American crime case. Oh, my God. Yes, Curtis. You <laughs> are the host today. Uh, this is this is my version of a briefcase. This is a North American briefcase. And this is a cautionary tale for those of you out there, you tiger parents out there. Uh, what was the word that we used before? The kaisu parents? Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. parents, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, all right. So all you parents out there who are pushing your kids. So, Jennifer, be careful when you are pushing your children to <laughs> I excellence. am not going to be a tiger mom. That, <laughs> I, I have given up that life. Goodbye. <laughs> all right. So uh, we are in Canada, and this is a family that moved from Vietnam to Canada, I think probably in the 80s early 80s and so uh this woman named jennifer pan was born in 1986 and their family was well off they even uh the side i saw said that she she her parents drove like a mercedes and a lexus so they had some money and typical asian parents in canada they made jennifer take piano lessons (laughs) and ice skating and so with Jennifer's parents, however, they were super strict on her. So no parties, no going out. You know, they actually were the type of parents who picked her up after school. So the bell rings at 3 o'clock and they were there at 3.01. So yeah, so pretty stifling. And so Jennifer did okay in school. She, she got pretty good grades. Um, not amazing, but she got into Ryerson University in Toronto. I don't know how hard it is to get into it. We got early admission. But her senior year, she fails calculus. So she doesn't even graduate. She actually gets rescinded from Ryerson. She actually doesn't even graduate high school, but she fakes it. And she just forges her her, uh, report cards and stuff. And she pretends that she's going to college. And so she pretends that she's taking the bus to to college every day. She buys used textbooks and has them laying around the house. And she comes home and studies all the while, she just goes to cafes and sits there for six hours a day. So she just pretends like she's going to college. And then she even pretends that she graduated and got a job. So she's 24 years old now. And so in 2010, she's 24 years old. And she actually pretends that she's working every day and that she has to go to work. So she's still living with her parents. She but faked she it for goes, six years. Then. Yes. So she what? keeps the lie alive. Yeah. She went to, she faked going to college and she faked working. She could have actually so gone to lifestyle. college in the Dude, six years that yeah. she was faking. At, at this yeah, rate, yeah. she might as well have just done what she said she was yeah. going to do rather yeah, than yeah. going to a cafe every day. I just don't get it. Oh, like, and she told, yeah. yeah. 
she told her parents that she had scholarships, so she didn't need any money or anything. <laughs> so, no, she should have. You took the money. I would have been like, she should have took the money and just done something. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah like so a, she was technical she, certification, apprenticeship somewhere, something. Six yeah, years, anything, anything. So that's a lot of time. So she's working. Time. She says she's working, and then she's. Uh, one day her, her parents were kind of suspicious because they didn't see any ID. Like, where's your medical, you know, where's your uh, employee ID, blah, blah, blah. And she didn't have it. And so then her mom or one of her parents follows her out one day. After six years, they finally follow her and they see her just sit in a cafe all day. And they're like, you liar. And same story, right? They let her live at home, but the shame, <laughs> the shame that they felt. And so Jennifer couldn't take it. So she and her boyfriend, her kind of on and off boyfriend, concocted a plan to hire a hitman to get rid of her parents. And and their thinking was they would get their inheritance. If they killed both of them, they would get inheritance and they'd be able to pay off these hitmen and stuff. And so on, uh, I forget the date, but they went in. So they got some hitmen. They actually, I don't know how you find hitmen. Not at McDonald's, but they actually went and actually I think got real a dark hitmen. Web. There's like a dark web. Is there? A, how would you? How do you know? Yeah, like when the Silk Road was still out. Yeah, it's called the Silk Road. Yeah. I read an article about it. It's it's wild. There's like, an entire like episode on the Silk Road, how it was built, how the guy with, um it was run oh, better wow. than Amazon. Like the review system yeah. had integrity. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine reviews, no, no bots or anything. It was like anything. literally a separate internet. Like I think oh, even yeah. to open it, like you don't go on like google chrome you have to download like a separate ex- software yeah, like a separate browser like, even access it yeah. yeah it's like a completely right. its own how do, thing how do you guys know so much about this I, I podcast. I'm a little worried podcast. A little, oh podcast yeah. i was on a news article yeah. that talked okay. about the uh cia right. crackdown no so it was the year that it got um the guy got caught because he hired somebody uh, else to run it and the other guy got sloppy oh man so he was actually so, really well run. Wow. So anyway, apparently you can find a you can find a hitman on the dark web somehow. So they find these guys, not the smartest guys in the world, right? Because I think they're trying to get a, a good deal on a hitman. <laughs> and so they break into the house. Well, they leave Jennifer leaves the door open. Here's the thing, Jennifer's home at this time. So she leaves the door open. They sneak in and they pretend to tie her up. And then they, they pretend to demand money from the parents to take him down to the basement and they shoot him, but they kill the mom. So the mom is shot to death. The dad survives, so they're not really good shots or anything. And then they steal money from the house to make it look like a robbery. And then they, they go away. But then I think similar to Anthony Lehrer's story, when they're interviewing Jennifer, she's agitated and acting a little bit like, you know, mad about this, not exactly the grieving daughter that you know that they pictured her to be and so yeah and then the dad's story was totally different than jennifer's story because he was alive he was in the hospital and but yeah similar story to anthony Lear too jennifer had to plan the funeral for her mom and pretend to mourn while her dad's in the hospital but then eventually the the police are kind of like i don't know and they they lied to her. I forget how they got her to confess, but they kind of lied and said they had some information. And it turns out that they didn't really have this information. But I guess in Canada, the police can tell lies to people and they can kind of get them to confess. So Jennifer ended up confessing. And in 2014, she went to jail for life with no parole for 25 years. So she's still in jail. Her boyfriend also is in jail. And the two guys who actually did the shooting are in jail. So a very cautionary tale out there for you tiger parents out there. Don't put, you know, let your, let your kid, let them, let them choose. Let your kids choose what they want to do. Don't get on them too hard about grades. You know, if they want to go to city college, go to city college. Not a problem. Not a problem. I think it's funny how everybody thinks the police can't lie to you. And I'm just like, no, the police can say whatever they want to say. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to lie to you. They're going to they're gonna tell you that, like, you know, game theory, they're going to tell you that your friend, friend already confessed. So Gave you yeah. up, yeah. yeah. You need to get a good deal for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you better... You better confess first or the last person to confess gets the worst sentence. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like she needs to take some responsibility for this too. Like it's not just about like being a tiger parent or not, which I'm sure her parents could have been 
probably yeah. more emotionally yeah. intelligent, emotionally available for her, more supportive. But I think she has to take a little bit of responsibility, like really faking <laughs> that you're going to school for six years. You, you could like that's more effect than actually going to school for six years. <laughs> what I'm saying, yeah, like she could have just enrolled herself into like a local community college yeah. where she's not pressured to get whatever grades because yeah. she could lie to her parents about the grades. I think that's part okay, whatever, right? Yeah. But in the meantime, you should actually. Do something, something right? Something, yeah. Life. Yeah, like, yeah. clearly I mean, not, not very dumb. great. Yeah. Well, she got into college at first, but, I mean, she didn't pass calculus, but whatever. So it was all calculus. Let's say it was calculus. Oh, fault. Okay. oh calculus. She could have been a poet. I don't oh, know. I don't know. So this is the thing. Everybody thinks that Asians are really good at math, but, like, guess what? We suck. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us suck. Uh, I suck so bad. Like, um, oh, in college, yeah. I had to take, yeah, like, yeah. statistics for policy, and I was just like, I got to know, I was just like, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, see? See parents out there? It's fine. It's fine. You know, let your kids do what they want. So, yeah, so there's a North American one for you, Teddy. Feel free to use that whenever you want. I mean, she's Asian, so it counts because, you know, like... It's in. It's in. Actually, do you only do Asian countries? So here's the thing. I started to become a little bit flexible about my boundaries because, like, damn. And anyway... Recently, I did a millionaire in Vancouver who, uh, okay. yeah, but he was a Chinese millionaire and part of his story was right. in China. So I was like, well, that's Asia. Yeah. He had like a hundred girlfriends and five baby mamas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so everybody wow. initially thought that it was like one of the girlfriends slash wives, you know, like, because he'd be like, we are right. spiritually married because we have a children. We have children. Uh-huh. And then so like, no plot twist it was his brother-in-law because he was telling his brother-in-law you know what why don't i marry my niece because you know we aren't even related by blood and then like uh, he like freaked out because like why would you want to marry your niece that's kind of fucked yeah, yeah 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 oh man have you ever had a case that you just couldn't get through you're kind of like you know i can't do this <laughs> too rough yeah no um so there's this case in japan uh shit, i can't remember her name it was like one of the most horrific cases junko the case of junko furata yeah so i think it's been covered in a bunch of other podcasts but like i was like writing out my script for it and i was just like no nah, i don't want to do this this is this is uncomfortable and it's giving me nightmares because this girl was tortured yeah. for like 44 days and at the end of it the the men the, the boys men were like just let go because they were underage yeah ah uh, yeah well, to be honest, I I couldn't finish your Hello Kitty one. The, oh yeah, no, that was rough. That was, rough. That was super rough. Yeah, yeah. So like, when the cases are a bit more intense, sometimes like I'll write it and then I'll be like, no, I'm not. I'm not recording it. I'll record it and I'll be editing it and then I'm like, no, that's not. And then that week there will yeah. be an episode and I'll be like, oh, busy at work. I better do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like, oh no, something's not right. So I'm I'm just not gonna. Okay, yeah, because sometimes, you know, if you're not in that headspace, or if it's too close to home, or something about it just rubs you. So there's a lot of cases with kids where I'll just be like, I'll be looking into it, and I'll be like, no, let's not, we're not going to do that. Yeah, the kids, yeah, Yeah. the kids ones. Yeah, there's a, and the variety of cases, it's so, there's so many out there, some of them are religious, some of them are kind of cult-like, and then there's... I think white-collar crime is fun to make fun of, because it's like, yeah, he embezzled some cash money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but once you start, you know, killing kids, or like like you said, rape or torture, eh, you know, sometimes. Yeah. But um, you know what? Let's uh, let's end on a little bit of a lighter note, and uh, this will help fuel my my love for Singapore, my desire to go to Singapore. So I like to do this with international guests because who knows? Someday we may be able to travel a little bit more, and apparently we can travel to Singapore no problem. Yes, please come. I will bring you around. Oh, do we need what? a quarantine? No, quarantine you day? don't. You show wait, up, really? you get yourself swapped, you go to your hotel, wait for your swap results, and then boom, you can travel around. You only need like well, I'm two, shocked. three days to cover the whole of Singapore. So wait, people, wait, oh my God. Yeah, so people come to Singapore as like the starting or ending point. So I would recommend it as an ending point if you're doing a backpacking trip to Asia. 
because it's uh. the la- like it's the last place, and you've spent like what a month in like kind of like hot, <laughs> grimy places yeah. hiking yeah. and stuff, yeah. and then finally you hit Singapore, and it is pristine, and the showers are hot, and the hotels are nice. Uh. <laughs> yes, man. Is it expensive or? Um, uh, it's about ex- as expensive as I would say any big city like New York or London. It's around that okay. price range, yeah. Okay, so it's expensive, but it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so guide us around. So let's say we have like, this is ridiculous, but let's say we only have one day. Yeah. All right, unlimited money. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't I didn't put in unlimited money. Now I kind of want to change the restaurants. Okay. Anyway. Okay. No. You no, arrive no, no, you at six a.m. on a red eye, but you oh. are you're really fresh because you used all your miles and got like business or first class on like. <laughs> SQ, okay, and then okay. they make it into a bit and then you're like oh I'm so fresh perfect, yeah you had perfect. a great flight um, first thing you have breakfast at this place called Yakun it's a national chain and it's toast and eggs and coffee and it's like really cheap it's like less than 10 bucks and I ate it like a ton when I was in office before quarantine and I got real chunky uh-huh. in my first <laughs> yeah because my office has snacks <laughs> and everything and then um, so you hit to the zoo so you're like oh why am I going to the zoo there's nothing great about the zoo but plot to Singapore has one of the best zoos in the world we did um, the river safari so the river safari has enclosures but not cages so you'll never see like bass so every uh-huh. time you're in an area it's like you're in that part of the world so there's like monkey aviaries where you go in and there's just like pygmy monkeys and they like to pull your shoelaces and things and if you go at uh-huh. the right time they let you feed them and like it's just really nice for the animals. Like you don't feel bad for animals the same way you do in some zoos. I think uh-huh. it's modeled under San Diego Zoo, but um, cause okay. we yeah. had a bit more money, it was a bit nicer. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there are also pandas. Our pandas got pregnant and gave birth to a baby panda that we only need to return wow. after like two years. Cause all pandas are loners. <laughs> They're not like yeah. like when China gives oh, you a panda, property. it's never your panda. It's like a loner as a show of goodwill. Yeah. 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 So our pandas are called Kai Kai and Jia Jia, but in that same enclosure, that there's also red pandas and they're so silly. So they like mm. to tease people visiting by hanging their tails down and they want you to smack their tails, but then they'll be like, haha, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they hop down onto the ground so that they're like walking around you, but they don't let you touch them, but they'll like come up to you and like look at you. So it's so, so fun. fun. Yeah. Oh uh, no! I'm I'm down with zoos. I like going to. It zoos, is yeah. like beautiful. I will never not say no, and I would let you have. I I treat you to lunch at the Singapore Zoo because they have all these animal themed snacks. Which, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're opening a hotel in the zoo itself in the River Safari itself in 2023, 24. So it's like you'll be staying there, and then you wake up to like the flamingo enclosure. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Is this zoo like huge? How big is this zoo? Like Singapore's not that small, but it's like pretty big. Like, uh, we are like as a country, we're very good at creating like spaces that feel like not Singapore. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Alright, so after lunch at the zoo, we might go to the Art Science Museum, but only if there's something good on. Like the Star Wars exhibit was like uh, great. There was like uh-huh. a, a mass exhibit and right now there's an Attack on Titan exhibit. So it's like, yeah, oh yeah, freaking yeah. cool, right? So it um, there was a Pixar <laughs> exhibit one. So we have really, really great stuff coming in because like people... I guess know that Singapore has money, so they're like, well, we'll go there and make some cash. <laughs> cash grab. <laughs> we'll get bubble tea from MBS because there's every single bubble tea chain there. We recently got to <laughs> chow from Taiwan and we have like uh-huh. like if there is a bubble tea chain that exists, it will come to Singapore because Singaporeans will buy it. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. And from MBS, we're gonna walk over to the flower dome and the cloud forest. And you're like, why you bring us to these boring places? But it's sick. It's literally, they took a dome, plopped it there, and then they started growing everything that does not grow in a tropical forest. And then for oh. cloud forest, they were like, you know what? We're going to make a cloud forest. So it looks like um, Avatar, like James Cameron's Avatar. Oh, wow. So they were like, wow, wow. let's throw a waterfall because we don't have waterfalls. So we're going to make one. <laughs> so uh-huh. it is like a top here wedding food place as well if you have hella money but if not it's just beautiful it's like just just like beautiful and you see a lot of interesting plants as well 
And then after that, um, you have dinner at Lavo because you know, like that picture of Singapore where there's that big boat on the tree, the MBS building. So Lavo is on top. So you get like the best view. Yeah. And Lavo is nice, even though it's Italian food, but they have like Singapore fusion food every now and then. Okay, yeah. yeah. And if you like Southern food, I don't know why I'm recommending not Singaporean food. <laughs> Maybe like <laughs> yeah, but if not, I'd bring you to um, somewhere for chili crab. Yeah, I bring uh, you to yeah. where near where I stay, the red like district for some chili crab from like Melbourne or no name seafood. Yeah. And then I can be like, uh-huh. yeah, on your left you see the lorongs that are sex lorongs. And on your right, you see the lorongs that are food lorongs. Cause it's like 44 streets and at like street 20, that's where it changes from sex to food. <laughs> In that <laughs> district. <laughs> You know, how- Singapore doesn't outlaw this. Um, so like, I know they're really strict. It's controlled vice. It's the same way that, uh, like, yeah. So that's another like Amsterdam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Curtis, you oh, a teacher. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. So controlled vice because if not, it becomes uncontrollable, and vice will happen. So it's easier to keep mm. it like on the surface. But yeah, okay. so like in this particular area called Gilang, uh, one one to twenty is sex. 22 onwards is food. <laughs> so you you <laughs> empty your balls and fill your belly. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. Okay. And the train All station right. is right in between. So like I used to get off work and you, you see like old men picking up condoms from the 7-Eleven there and you'd be like, Oh. oh man yeah. I don't want to know I don't want to know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes you go and then um, there's a little weird like crossover where it's both sex and food so if I want to get like a really good <laughs> roast duck I have to walk through and like I try not to wear shorts because like I'm just like no I'm not walking here I'm just visiting for the grip snack just passing through yeah, please don't proposition me I, I don't know how I would react <laughs> yeah Oh man! All right, so so Interesting. so we're we're sque- like my boyfriend was like you're squeezing in a lot. Then I'm like, well, we have time and yeah. money. We're gonna cap everywhere. We'll get like a, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're gonna hurry back to the airport if you have time. We'll stop by Joel to see that. Um, so it's one of in our terminal four. It's like they built a forest in an airport. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> there's also yeah. a butterfly aviary in the airport. <laughs> there's also oh, a really man, good restaurant there. Yeah. There's a Shake Shack in the airport. Uh, I heard you guys oh, have wow. one of the most beautiful airports, like in the whole world. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, no, we like, are a common. like massive pot. Um, like I guess, I guess, like a lot of places, Singapore is fun if you have money. Right. Yeah. 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 And then from the airport, um, we'll get bits of Paradise ice cream because as a shop, as a chain, they have like the best and weirdest flavors like strawberry basil um truffle oil they're just like really good ice cream place and sit and walk around and you're like yeah so we are in a forest but we're also at the airport yes (laughs) (laughs) and then i i shove you onto your plane with a bunch of snacks like kue lapis and like pineapple bats and like just snacks on snacks because you have to and those yeah. instant cook packets so because you couldn't try everything oh, you can cook it yourself back yeah. home uh, i'm like have a good man. flight back to san fran it's like what <laughs> um 16 hours or something i know yeah. that's the only problem and hopefully you're that's on first class back on that flight too so you can have a nice right. relaxed flight and feel all fresh of course we travel big yeah we travel big oh man Teddy, we gotta do this gotta oh do my this. god i forgot so I, I i wrote it so small that i forgot oh in between the zoo and MBS, I'm gonna bring you to hell. Yeah. <laughs> so there is okay. So do you know Tiger Balm? Yeah. So the owners of Tiger Balm um lived in Singapore for like ages uh-huh, and ages. Uh-huh. I I think they were Singaporean. So they had this giant. They had they had multiple blocks of land. They were basically like Singaporean old money royalty. Right, right. And then um, one, on one of the plots, the grandparents' plots, they started to build all these statues of um, old old Chinese right. thing. It's like, it's like yeah. a little museum theme park thing. And yeah. they have this cave, this man-made cave, where it's like the levels of Chinese hell. And it's literally called the Hell Museum. And I thought that it would be uh, the best place to bring you there in the afternoon because one, it's hilarious if you aren't too serious about uh-huh. it because you're walking through and it's like, welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and then you learn about all the deaf culture stuff. Like they literally have like 
you learn everything that is to learn about death and you walk through you're like ah you like the gossip i guess you'll be burned in hot oil and your tongue will be cut off and they have this like dioramas of it and it's Uh hilarious and then it has ac so I think we'd be in the middle of the <laughs> afternoon, so it's not hot. AC and yeah. hell, that is yeah, hot. So yeah. I arranged for all the AC things in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh man, you are you're a great tour guide. Thank you for putting that together for us. Now, do you have like if you don't have a lot of money, can you still have fun and sing? Like you can do street food. Yes. Food is so cheap, and there's Michelin star street food. So you just gotta oh, yeah. get there early and like camp out, and you can have like two Michelin star chicken rice for under ten bucks. Yeah. yeah oh my god, and yeah. you don't tip here, so that takes off. Huh? <laughs> Every time yeah, I go yeah. to North End, I'm just like, okay, you are Asian, so you can't look cheap, so you gotta like tip at least like fifteen to twenty, fifteen <laughs> for lunch, twenty for dinner, and you're just like, oh. So it takes uh, a lot yeah, of the math lot. out. Yeah. Yeah, lot, yeah. 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 You know, fun, fun fact, my grandfather knew the, um, the founder of Tiger Bomb. Hey, the brothers. Yeah. So, uh, his nickname was Tiger, but, uh, it was something like Aboon. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Aboon. Yeah. Yeah. And so my grandfather, uh, was friends with him and then during World War II, when Singapore was uh, occupied a little bit by the Japanese, my grandfather helped him out with some equipment, because my grandfather was in San Francisco, helped him get some equipment that he needed to set up to keep the, the operations going. And so they had a little bit of a friendship. And so when I went to, when I went to Hong Kong, I went to the Tiger Bomb Gardens in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and I met his only daughter. Her name is Sally. And uh, never married, and is the only one to the whole fort, the total oh, Tiger Bomb fort- fortune. She's the only one. Yeah, she took me out to dim sum, and I was kind of like, "Can you adopt me?" You know, Curtis, you shoot it? your what? shot. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Curtis, I was yeah. like, you could have married her and been like a big baller. Dude, she was like, she was like sixty, and I was like twenty. Yeah, you shoot no, your what? shot. That's perfect. Still? Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect, dude. If you married her, you would be. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um yeah okay all right you know suck it up for 20 years exactly. and then, <laughs> yeah. all right and then all by right. the time you're your age right now you could have been like big baller uh, yeah, be yeah. The tiger bomb exactly, era. okay all right yeah yeah sounds good on paper she has like land in hong kong and singapore yeah. like one yeah. for every oh, country yeah. no. is crazy yeah no she she opened up the tiger bomb gardens for us because that, that's where she mm-hmm. lives she lives in the tiger bomb gardens and so she opened that up for us and I was just, you know, she she owns a couple newspapers. Singtao Daily is hers and stuff. <laughs> Interesting story. Curtis, yeah. the more you speak, the more I'm like, you missed it. I missed. He should have shot his shot. What is I wrong think- with him? You were 20. You would have you been such a catch to her. Yeah, like, oh you God, weren't you there. Were you weren't there. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe. <laughs> I was thinking about adoption. You guys are thinking about <laughs> seduction. <laughs> all right well teddy thank you so much man that was fun i really enjoyed talking to you like um the true crime is is one thing but just talking to you and getting to know you is really fun and um i i will i will someday go by singapore you're you're good on that deal i'm good on that deal you are i would say stay for like two to three days i'll take a couple days off we can explore okay okay and then now that I know that you've been to San Francisco and done all the tourist stuff, we got to take you on the secret stuff. Oh you know, my God, yes, off. please. We'll yeah, take you to we'll the take... non-hilly areas. Oh my God. I was like, mm. that stuff is not all hills, like for sure. I well. Like, so <laughs> I I hate stairs. Like the stairmaster is my best friend and worst enemy. So my two greatest enemies yeah. are stairs and the dark, <laughs> driving in the dark because of astigmatism. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just like, oh my God. So, like, let's say I go hiking at night. I'm like, ah, my greatest enemy is Stas and the dark. We'll take care of you, though. Don't worry. And uh, where I work is right across the street from Ghirardelli no. Square. So you, you saw us, yeah. I, we so. may, we might have went by. You're like, what's that tourist doing with two, two plastic bags of chocolate? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, but yeah, thank you so much. And uh, audience out there, please give give Teddy a listen over at A Briefcase Podcast. Uh, you can reach her at A Briefcase on Instagram or email her at a briefcasepodcast at gmail.com. 
for us, you know how to get a hold of us. You just write us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, let us know. Give us some recommendations on true crime podcasts that you listen to. Uh, let us know what kind of cases were really interesting to you. Uh, we just touched the surface on a few of them, and hopefully they were interesting. If uh, We hope they weren't too scary for you. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> turn on the lights tonight as you go to sleep, or uh, hopefully you are not alone in your house. Um, but yeah, so uh, thank you again, Teddy, for coming along. Thanks, Curtis. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it's really fun talking to you. And if we can ever do anything for you, let us know. International collab. Ooh, collab. And Jennifer, thanks for coming along, too, and, and joining us for your fifth episode. Yeah. Where's my plaque, Curtis? Where's I my know, plaque? you're in the five, five-time club. But on behalf of everyone here, we thank you all for listening, and we hope you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. Stay tuned for more topics, and as usual, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.